Welcome to the Time In Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Time In Podcast. Today I am joined by Ewan. Ewan, how are we, my fine fellow? I'm not too bad, mate. What about yourself? All good, mate. Been a busy day, but been excited to get recording tonight, chill out, talk some shit. Um, Some shit about a very specific topic. Exactly, exactly. Um, But before we get into it, what exciting thing happened to you this week, young Mr. Ewan? Finally, finally got a PC. Holy fuck. uh, The day has been spent setting that up, or the the past few days really have been spent setting that up. think we're there now. Uh, we actually did do a setup video where Bundy and Craig helped me build it, but the video was quite bad. So oh dear, yeah, <laughs> we're going to redo that. How how have you found the change? What's the what's like the biggest points of difference that you've noticed from moving to PC? Honestly, constantly sore hands. See, that's pinky. It's got a six pack <laughs> just holding in the shift key for sprint. Nah, it's it's so much quicker than my laptop was. Um, because I haven't set up a laptop or computer in eight years, I kind of forgot how much was involved in setting it up, to be honest. Mm. But luckily, I've got two good friends who are very clued up on the subject. But you're enjoying it, though? Aye, so far. No issues. I've not had to buy anything extra for it, so I'm quite happy. What does that mean for the podcast, though? That's the real question. <laughs> Awkward silence. Pretty much fuck all. No, um, oh, as you no, say... You've already made some changes. You've already been working hard this week. What have you been doing? Uh, well, I've been streaming a bit. Uh, I've got my mic set up more properly. Mm-hmm. We have an actual PC set up with a decent mouse and keyboard. We should be not only streaming, we should be able to do video stuff on Discord, which now works, believe it or not, we're using Discord this week. Holy shit. Something's got, to go, something's got to go wrong. Apparently you've said it. And if it's going to go wrong, it's a double recording tonight. So if anybody wonders why we don't, didn't change clothes between this week and next week, that's why. There <laughs> to go. be fair, I am wearing my Time In merch for the second recording in a row. Oh, it has you? been washed. Oh. Yeah, it has been washed. But... As right. opposed to me just repping our, our sponsor. I'm kidding, we're not sponsored by Jim <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would get that sponsor, mate, unless they had like a plan to do like a, a big story a, about it. But if you look at the guys they've packed, if you look at uh, Bazinga, yeah. True Jordan, yeah. could happen. Yeah. Well, before we get into uh, today's topic, Ewan, we haven't oh. asked for a while, and I know you've got a beverage. What are you drinking? <laughs> I've got a wee can. Oh, listen to that. Lovely. A wee tin of Glad I Super When I came back I shouted up to Craig uh, So Craig are you there? And he went yes I oh, Glad I <laughs> For anyone who might not know Who's just stumbled across us randomly We have a bit of a, a saying And it's yes I We say it all the time Whether we're recording, playing games, whatever it is So that's, that's the whole reference But anyway That's enough shite um, today, I would like to talk to you about you, well, you and starting off about heavyweight boxing. Yes. As you know, I'm a massive fan. I know you are a fan as well. Um, possibly I might know a little bit more. Obviously, you're more sort of basketball 
football orientated, but I know you've got a decent knowledge there. First of all, Fury AJ. Yes. The the basic question: Will it happen this year? What's your thoughts? Uh, if it's going to be a trilogy, I think it'll happen this year. If I, I feel like it needs to happen this year because Fury isn't getting any younger. Is there any other big fights in the pipeline for either of those two? Probably not. I think they've tied up all the loose ends they need to. Hmm. Possible exception of one fight with Joshua. Um, the only thing that makes me question it is Eddie Hearn's involved and they're not going to make big money off the gates. This is going to be one of the biggest fights in UK history and I think they really need to have like a packed stadium for it. But when will we be able to have a packed stadium again? Nobody knows. Do you know what the purse is for it? No. 100 mil. That's that's the rumours anyway. To be honest, mate, I could see it going up to 200. To be fair, can you name a bigger fight at the minute, especially to a UK fighter? Well, what I was going to touch on, so if all goes to plan now, Anthony Joshua has a mandatory against Usyk, mm-hmm. who isn't, he's, he's just came up to heavyweight. He's only had one heavyweight fight against um, Del Boy. Yeah. And he done he done well. He didn't overly impress. He didn't look powerful. He did still look quite light. Um, but if he's kind of said already that he'll step aside to allow it to be the undisputed fight, rather than them having to avoid one of the belts. Just to give an idea, the last undisputed champion um, for heavyweight was actually Lennox Lewis. Yeah, which wasn't yesterday. <laughs> which was at the tail end of the 90s. And he was also, the, obviously, that was a British heavyweight as well, which is quite cool. Yeah. I think uh, for us, for anyone in your sort of 20s, 30s, it's probably going to be the biggest fight of our lifetime. I, I think that's fair. I mean, I can't think of a bigger fight. I, th- I thought Tyson Fury and Klitschko was colossal. I thought that was huge. Um, equally, when he's come back, Tyson Fury, by far my favourite boxer, when he came back and he, he beat Deontay Wilder, in the second fight, for me that was almost as iconic because that sort of symbolised him coming back and really reaching his peak again. The fact there is, he didn't beat Deontay Wilder. He fucking destroyed Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder was beating the third round of that fight. Yeah. Like I know, I know he lost the head with his his team because they threw in the tilt. He could have been severely damaged if they kept him in there. I. But yeah, I think, so they've kind of, before we go into the fighters themselves, it's not going to be in the UK. So they're talking about Dubai looks like the most likely is where it's going to be held, which makes sense. To be honest, are they going to be able to pack a stadium like you've said? Not in the next two years with what's going on in the world would be my guess. I don't know if you would agree with that. It seems like it's going to be like that, yeah. Yeah, so if you end up with a trilogy, you might get the third fight or the second fight. Exactly. Semi-full stadium. So I don't think it matters too much where they have it. It wouldn't upset me at not being in the UK because I'm not going to be going. So if they have it in Dubai, great. It's actually not a bad time difference for us as well. It's only like... true. That being said, I would, if, if they were fighting in the UK, I would try and get tickets. Could you imagine the price? Well, they're talking about the pay-per-view being £40. That's the rumours kicking well, about. What usually I'll happens with pay-per-view? See when we get... Well, I don't know how you guys do it over... Uh, your neck of the boots, but when there's a big boxing match or a UFC match, one of our friend group will say, "Okay, do I watch it at mines?" And then, so they'll pay for the the actual match, 
everyone else will chip in and pay for their, their drink for the night or their takeaway so it kind of balances out or we'll all chip in if it's a really expensive one so it mm. doesn't work out much when we're talking like I don't know £5, £10 a person you get a takeaway no, and some food put a bet on it's okay see it's one of the things that Steph and I really enjoy doing together. She absolutely loves the head. Really? Yeah, she absolutely adores it. She's probably, if not, into it as much as me. Um, and we make, we make a big occasion of it, so we'll make like, we'll either have a big takeaway or we'll make something special. We'll get some really nice drink. And we'll pay the pay-per-view. And I totally agree, the pay-per-view sometimes is ridiculous. But for us, it's like a proper occasion. Yeah. So, so we, we make it for a night, you know? Yeah, that's, it's like a version of going out by home, which is obviously makes sense for at the moment so as much as £40 sounds insane we're going to pay it yeah if we pay it for a Destiny DLC we're going to pay it for the biggest fight of all time and yes I fill that in I don't even mention it this week but fuck it fine we'll we'll always squeeze it in but um, let's let's get down to obviously breaking down the fighters do you think both of them want the fight because I personally do at first I was unsure about AJ but I think now he yeah he's had too much pressure put on him uh, I think he's going to do the fight. I don't think he wants the fight. Did you watch him after he fought... Um... Pulev. Pulev. Pulev, that was it. You watched him on stage and he was answering questions after it. And when they brought up AJ fight, you could, it was the only question he didn't give a quick-fire answer to. He doesn't want that fight. He's now backed into a corner in such a way where, without losing face, he can't he can't say no to the fight now. He's, he has to play on with it. There's no obstacles. There's nowhere else to go. There's nobody else to fight. That's that's the one he's got. And I reckon AJ knows he's got to, he's got to get absolutely bullied off Tyson Fury. Well, talking about that, did you see any of the interviews prior up to the Pulev fight? Did you see him being interviewed? No. No. So it was really interesting. Now, I am not a massive AJ fanboy. Steph absolutely loves him. It's amazing what he's done for boxing, but he's one of these athletes that's been made in a chemical plant almost. Yeah. Like, scientists have made him. He's obviously got natural ability, but it's it's been structured in a way that it's not... Um, he's not a fighter. So you remember going way back, we had the episode of the Lou about combat sports. Yeah. We talk about the difference between a boxer and a fighter. He, he just doesn't have that. And then... The, the interviews that he had before the Pulev fight, um, obviously everybody's like, after this, you're fighting Fury. He's like, don't mention it. I'm not talking about it. I'm focused on Pulev. Which I get what he's doing, right? I get what he's doing. And it, everybody was like, right, okay, fuck sake, AJ, right? And then, like you said, the minute after that fight, where he, he beat Pulev comfortably, like he smashed the guy, yeah. and I thought his power was sublime, the best I've seen it since the Klitschko fight. And uh, then he has the big moment to turn and go, let's fucking have it. Let's be having you. Mm-hmm. But you're right. He hesitated and he was like, well, what do you want? Fuck check they want. That's why everybody's asking you about it, you When dickhead. he finished that fight, he should have been on that stage. Before he'd even answered a question, he should have been saying, Fury, you're next. If, if right. you're a heavyweight boxer, that's what you do after you demolish someone and you know who's next. You go up and you fucking tell them. Definitely. Of course you do. You go up and you fucking make the spectacle and you say, business is done, now it's the big challenge. How, how hyped would you have been if he had got up on that stage after it went, right, Fury, you're next. Be prepared for this biggest boxing match. Because you know Fury's up for it. He's been saying it for years. See if they both went at each other with that same aggression. Biggest fight ever. You would hardly need to do any promo for it. 
Yeah, there's a big thing that you need to remember, and it's with all sports, and you're actually good at this yourself. If you were a professional sportsman, I know you would be this sort of fucker. And it's it's all an act to sell fights. It's all about mind games, getting in people's heads. Because that's... Boxing's half the battle is out with the ring. Mm-hmm. Like Some people are beat before they even get in the ring. That's what um, Fury done so well against Klitschko. Yeah. The guy was destroyed before he even fought him. But You ever hear about when... Um... Tyson Fury was at Klitschko's camp when he was younger. I think he was a teenager or something, or he was early 20s. Is this the hot, the hot tub? Not the hot tub, the uh, steam yeah, room. the steam room. So they all go into a sauna <laughs> or something, and Klitschko's in there, and uh, he has all these sort of pupils who are learning from him in the same sauna, and he just sits there, and one by one they all walk out, and it gets too hot for them. And Fury said he knew that was like a, a mental strength test. So he's sitting in this uh, sauna with... <laughs> Klitschko, and eventually when Klitschko gets up and walks out, he says, that's when I knew I could beat him. That's when I knew I could beat him in the boxing ring. And when they came to box, look who won. Remember, mental strength, you can't look past Tyson Fury. No, like I said, we're going to dwell quite deep into the two boxers individually, but the fact is, do you remember all the shit with um, Klitschko and the actual um the actual ground that they were fighting on, there was all this thing that it was too spongy and uh, Fury's team made them change it like the day before. Mm. Like There was loads of dodgy tactics going on, but anyway, we'll not we'll not dwell on that. I think, obviously, I think there's probably more to talk about on the Fury side, especially as of recent time. Yeah. Let's let's dwell into Joshua. What's what's your sort of opinion on him as not only a boxer, but as a human being? What, what do you think of him? I think he's a, he seems like a nice guy and he seems like a great athlete. Um, that being said, the way he came up, he he sort of got his big break at the Olympics, and then yeah, I'd, I'd say that's kind of where he exploded from. The problem being, he's almost became a poster boy for so many brands, and when you tie yourself to Eddie Hearn, I know it's got his baggage with it. Um, and for me, he just seems like the overall good guy. He seems like everyone ties the Union Jack and Anthony Joshua together and he's almost like the the good guy, the poster boy he's like the Beatles, whereas if you look at the Rolling Stones that's more like Tyson Fury I think that's probably the, the worst comparison I could come out with But <laughs> Do you think he's forced into that though? Obviously do you think he is that goody two-shoes poster boy or do you think there's a bit of grit behind it because he has quite a past <laughs> He's got a checkered past but I think the way he turned it around by getting into boxing, he seems like a good guy and that he's trying to pass that on to the next generation. I think that's important to mention, that he is genuinely a good guy for doing that. That being said, uh, I think that was his motivation. But I don't think he would have chose everything. There's stuff that comes with the territory, you know. He won't like all of it, just like a lot of people don't like everything that comes with fame. What about the boxing side of it? So not only recently, um, obviously his fights before, he pretty much dominated the heavyweight division for a few years he bet Klitschko in unquestionable style, I still think that's the uh, best fight I've ever seen Unquestionable, uh, they were both shaking a lot of times, that wasn't that wasn't a... No, but what I would say is the way in which he beat Klitschko in comparison to Fury mm-hmm. was down to raw power, Not so Fury outskilled Klitschko easily, he outskilled him, beat him in points um, fought his fought his heart out, but when you look back at that fight, Klitschko had the better of Joshua. Couldn't agree more. But I have never seen a man come back like that for 
than the rest of the fight. Like, yeah, obviously you've got the comeback about Fury and the Deontay Wilder fight, which we'll touch on in a bit. But um, from there, he just started smashing everyone. Even big guys like Dillian White, who's meant to be number three, but let's be honest, he's Dillian White's not, not in anymore. the game. Probably not nah, he's Pavek, and he couldn't finish Pavek, and he got landed with a silly hit. Um, obviously, they've got the rematch coming up as well. It'll be but, interesting to see how that goes. But anyway, as you say, aye, I was just, um, I'm not. What, what, what do you think? What, so his whole boxing sort of career, where he's going? I think he's think a great boxer, him? and I think he's got some. He's got like a few good weapons on him. So we've spoken about this before. How many people throw multiple uppercuts in one sort of? Oh, that's insane. That that's he's, pretty rare, and it's quite hard to defend. It's quite hard to stop. He's the best uppercut and boxer I've ever seen yeah. by a country mile. I think he has the power. Yeah. Uh, the problem, so he could knock anybody out at any round. He's not one of these boxers that power kind of diminishes after the first few rounds. Like, if you look at McGregor in MMA, you know he's kind of got stopping power in the first two rounds, but after that he's sort of a bit safer. We can mm. maybe speak about that later as well, although it's not boxing. Uh, no, no, we can make a touch on that, mate. Yeah, I suppose he did come into boxing for a bit. Uh, whereas Fury, he's... I find Fury a bit of a spectacle to watch because he's got such a knowledge of the sport. He's got a great mm. boxing IQ. And he said it before, if there's, nobody can teach Tyson Fury anything about boxing because he knows everything <laughs> that's worth knowing about it, which I agree with. So when you see but there him, are people, there's people that can alter his style though and better him like they can't teach him but they can alter him well that that's the thing I think he's 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 really adaptable so he could I think Tyson Fury can deal with anything that's thrown on him and I think he can adjust mid-fight on a fair playing ground I don't think anybody can beat him that being said Joshua's at his peak if you ask me if you look at his age his, his sort of fitness his form at the minute if you like Tyson Fury's yet to hit a, his sort of decline at the end of his career and I would argue it's going to come in the next few years so he needs to yeah. be careful with how this fight goes and how how it runs on Would you not agree the longer this fight takes to get made the more it benefits Joshua? Yes um, Yeah, I couldn't agree I couldn't agree more Yes but I don't think Fury would let himself get out of shape not for this fight No, he, this but he's going to retire after this surely what else has he got to prove? Who else, like you said at the start of this, who else has he got to fight? Here I'm talking on the True Journey podcast about, why not, I could do UFC. I, I, I don't, his wife doesn't want him fighting anymore. I, I would like to see him do the Joshua fights and then take on something else after that. A different project that's maybe not a compact sport and I don't know if he's got that in him. Do you know what I see him doing? Hmm. Presenting BBC, ITV, I see him as a British character. Yeah, he's I got totally... a great personality, but I don't yeah. think it's PC enough for TV, to be honest. I think he would, I think he would surprise you. I think he could see him as a pundit. He's definitely going to be a pundit, because for anyone listening, I used to like him as a boxer, but I fucking hate him as a human being now. See Tony Bellew. Mm. Tony Bellew can fuck off. He's a belly. Like, he is a fucking belly end of a human being. And uh, I hope one day Tony Bellew sees this. You're a fanny. Tony, Tony. Did you ever see, see, see when um, Scotland got into the Euros? Mm. Was it Euros? Euros, mate. Yeah. First major in, since I was born, I believe. And then um, they were all cheering about it. And then uh, he said it's a, 
I'm sure it was Bell you tweeted, uh, it's a shame uh, England will make quick work of them in like group stages or whatever, I forget them. I can't remember what one of the Scotland players uh, tweeted them and said, me, you, in the ring, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, his last, last fight was against Usyk and Usyk schooled him. Hmm. But again, he was at the end of his career. The only reason why I'm on about uh, Tony Bellew is because when he finished his fighting, he, he had a lot of family issues and whatnot that we'll not talk about. But he was like, look, I want to be off the camera. You'll see me at the big fights. I'll be commentating, but I want out of the camera. Mate, he's on every fucking programme that says boxing. He's sucking sky dry, man. Every time I turned on the telly, I was like, oh, here's Tony. He doesn't want to be in front of the camera. He's a fucking... Bellend. Like, okay. I have no respect for him anymore. I think he's a fanny, but we'll not go down that. I tell you another boxer who's a fanny. I kinda like him though. David Hay. The... I, I, David Hay is a very, very knowledgeable boxer. He makes an ideal coach. Aye, but I, wa- I can't remember what I watched what it was that I watched. Four people standing around a boxing ring in the in the four corners of the ring. It was an interview sort of thing. And, the recently um, is the one with like John Fury and everything, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. he just he and fucking. Fury it's when he said, um, I, th- "I think Joshua is the the best competitor. He's got the best chance at beating Fury." And John Fury went off. He said, "He went. Tell you what, I'll bet you right now a million pound. I'm betting on my son. He went even better. I'll give you two to one on it." And David yeah. Hay shot it, which that tells you the kind of face that John John Fury's an absolute fucking hero. A guy, I love him. He's, he's terrifying. Him. He's terrifying. <laughs> I was just uh, I was going to touch on Savan Finney Joshua stuff before we go into Fury because I know mm. we all kind of moved to the Fury side. When I started getting back into boxing seriously, a lot of it was due to AJ and the publicity and the hype and the media. And he was he's actually the ambassador from old work, so there was that big link as well. Um, but what he was doing for British boxing was amazing, fucking sensational, and. Uh, I've always liked him. And before, I used to think Fury was past it. Like, he'd be shouting out at people, he was 40 stone. You'd just oh, Fury, fuck off. And I didn't believe the story. I thought he'd done what he'd done against Klitschko, and that was him. But I'll touch on that when we go into the Fury side. And uh, you look at what AJ's accomplished, and I, do you know what? I did really, really like him. But as since the Ruiz fight, I feel like he's always wanting to lie. I feel like he never wants to tell the truth. Like, he tries to make it saying... Oh, this is me. Um, I wear my heart on a sleeve and all this shit. No, you don't. You never show any emotion. You never say what you're wanting to say. I understand that you need to be have some sort of restriction on and be PC about what you're talking about because you're such a poster boy for the sport. Yeah. But fucking show show some personality. Do you know what I mean? That's why he's losing these fans. Like. Show some commitment, show some grit, show some fucking aggression as well. I know he's said a couple of things like, I'm going to flatten Fury. No, it's too late, son. You had your chance to have the big speech after Pulev and you shat it. It's um, like you trying to start a fight with somebody, you wait until everyone's separated, then you say you're going to do the man. <laughs> or the guy that walks backwards going, moan then, after yeah. the argument's finished. <laughs> uh, but he's boxing-wise... I, I was really wary that he was going to come back after Ruiz. Everybody goes, oh, Ruiz's uh, punch speed is amazing. Yeah, it's good, but he's a fat fuck and he's ruined his career. He's another prick. He's a prick. He, he's not coming back. Ruiz. Anyway. Nah, he's a fucking bellend. He, he, he got his payout. Good on him. Become the first Mexican champion. Now he's fat as fuck. There's all this shit about him losing loads of weight. Mate, no chance. No chance. He needs to do some serious work. But I just don't think Josh is the same. I don't think he's the same. 
I don't think he's got the the grit. One thing I will say is though, and you touched on it already, he has the power. He has the power over Fury all day long. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to down, go down the route of what Wilder said saying he, Fury had pillow fists because that's just fucking nonsense. The guy's six foot nine and weighs twenty stone. Oh. If he hits you, it hurts, right? Josh, agree that Wilder is a much harder hitter than Joshua. He's the hardest hitting boxer of all time. So the power of Joshua shouldn't be an issue in my head. Yeah, because right, okay. Fury took care of Wilder, so he's a. Mm. I think the second time he absolutely dominated, but when Wilder clipped him in the first fight, you seen that, and he got up like, like the Undertaker. <laughs> that, that, that was a fucking miracle. Like if anybody's not seen that clip, honestly, it is unbelievable. It's um, if if any normal human being was to get hit off that punch and not expect it, you would die. And if you seen the way. Wilder celebrated as if that was a dumb boy. Oh, the dance was the kiss. <laughs> Fucking funny. <laughs> All the way back oh. over to his corner, and then refs count. I think it was seven. He gets suddenly the Undertaker stands up, and he, his face just goes black. Ah, it's insane. It's, it's, it's excellent, man. You'll never forget that. That'll be one of these sporting memories when you're sitting there speaking to someone when you're old, going, "I remember when this happened." But I was really skeptical about AJ fighting Fury, and I think. Fury was by far the favourite, and I think he still is slightly. But one thing I will say is, AJ looked awesome against Pulev. His yeah. power, his form. But again, both of them, both AJ and Fury, they can fucking go down. Do you know yeah. what I mean? They've both been knocked down um, many times. Fury's been knocked down many a time as well. And it's it's kind of what you're saying about that power. Yes, Wilder unleashed it, and certainly in the first fight, and Fury managed to handle it just. it's You just never know with heavyweight boxing. There's this famous yeah. term, it just takes one punch. Like I don't punch know. I agree with, definitely. I don't know. But again, I think a lot of it comes down to the factor of, the sooner we get this fight, by far the odds are more in Fury's favour. The longer we wait, the better Josh is going to get, and the more tired some Fury's going to get. Even though he'll keep himself fit, um, Josh is the one that's more active at the moment, so... Yeah. Anyway, wait and see. Touching right. the fury. Go, come on. I know. I know you're chewing at the bit to talk about fury. Let's let's talk a wee bit about. It. I, I think we've said pretty much everything we need to. I think he's a more knowledgeable boxer. I think he needs to be careful because he potentially has a decline coming up. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anybody that can beat him at the minute. I think he Would could you? quite comfortably take on any other heavyweight boxer and win. I think there's some of them we could take on two at once and probably still win. <laughs> Aye, the rest of the heavyweight division, yes, it's getting a lot better. It's it's really exciting. But there's no one in that pedigree yet. Usyk might be in a couple of years, but yeah, totally agree with you. Um, what do you think of his story? Because I think it's just incredible. It's gold. Absolute gold. I think he's a, a great guy. I, I, think, I recommend anybody who hasn't read his story or watched him talk about his struggles at all, just jump on YouTube, jump on Google, search on, read his book, whatever. I think he's a, a great guy. I think he's a great role model. I don't think he's done anything particularly wrong, really. You know, in yeah, terms of being in the public like... light, he's, he's, I think he's done relatively okay. He's not done it's anything not... outrageous. Uh, the drug abuse is pretty bad, mate. And but that doesn't week. really harm anybody. That's just himself. Yeah, the... I've got his book, and you've always been a Fury fan, right? Mm-hmm. You've you've always been. I I wasn't before. I thought you're full of shit, mate. You're gonna come back. Even after these first two fights back, I was still like, it's not gonna happen. 
And then that Wilder fight, as a lot of people, I was like, holy shit, this guy, everything he's saying is true. I believe what this guy is saying now. And I, I got his book for Christmas after the, the Wilder fight. And it's unbelievable for a guy who is 40 stone. Who 40 was stone? Much 40 stone. I don't think he was 40 stone. So he peaked, I think it was 38.5 stone is what he peaked at. Jeez. Which is just fucking up. Bear in mind, he's six foot nine. It's not 28 right. stone. Maybe. I might be way off here. I think you um, are. 28 stone seems right, I might be way off. Um, I must have had a fucking <laughs> one of your magical beers. But what are you thinking about your weight? I'm no six foot nine and I'm lighter than him. That's what, do you know, I actually use him as a benchmark now. See, when I was putting on loads of weight, I was like, I'm still lighter than Fury. And then Steph like, he's six foot nine, Craig. That's mm, <laughs> like a good benchmark. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But going back to the whole, <laughs> the whole story, like, there's a famous bit in his book and he talks about it publicly as well is about he was out in his supercar one night and he was driving at stupid stupid speed uh, he didn't tell anyone where he was going they were all panicking and he was away to kill himself and something says you something just clicked before it happened he just managed to save himself just before and uh, he was like i've got a family and kids and he just totally turned his life around from there and it's built um stronger and stronger as time goes on and I still think it's one of the best comeback stories. If he beats AJ and becomes the undisputed champion, it's the best comeback story I've ever seen. Yeah. Ever. For any sport. It's it's quite interesting hearing how someone in his position who's, you know, famous, doesn't need to worry about money really, how he speaks about keeping his mental health in check, which is essentially routine. He stays mm. in Oh jeez, where is it he stays? Morecambe. Morecambe. Yeah, it's Manchester. It's Manchester. Quite, it's quite a nice place. He's got Manchester. a nice house, but it's not insane. It's a nice house. Exactly. He's he's like, what cars do you like? And he's like, Land Rover Defender's my favourite car. I thought that was brilliant. And then he he's says, I, I need to be well. at home changing shitty nappies. I need to be taking the, the rubbish out. He says, I, I need to be doing the school run. I, I love that all he needs is routine. And the biggest bit of his routine seems to be going to the gym, which is brilliant. I love that. I love that he's got this. Yeah. We keep it in check. He is an addict, but he's addicted to good things, things that are productive and beneficial to him, which is important. He's, yeah, he's human. This is the thing we're talking about. Joshua being made in a fucking ball, which isn't all his fault. Yuri is relatable to people. He wears his heart in his sleeve. Yes, a lot of it's an act. Um, if you haven't already, watch True Jordy's interview with him. Yoon has mentioned gold. it already. Gold. It's fucking incredible. Um, <laughs> He's just a relatable human being. And the big thing is, like, you look at all these big sports names that have had issues with drink and drugs. Like, Fury was such in the public eye with it. Like, he used to turn up to boxing fights severely overweight, severely not well, not only in his physical side, but his mental cap capacity. Um, and you've seen it in the transformation. Yeah. It's, it's fucking unbelievable. That's why I would argue he's probably the biggest sportsman in the UK at the moment. Yeah, but he didn't want to win Sports Personality of the Year. Well, he he actually opted out of that, which I quite like, that sort of thing. He doesn't want to become that mainstream poster boy, which is nice. But it was Lewis Hamilton who got it, wasn't it? Yeah, which is, is still completely valid. Great athlete that is arguably one of the best drivers of all time, not just yeah. from the UK. Can I ask you well, something? Of course you can. Have you got any favourite fighters throughout time that maybe weren't in, weren't in the heavyweight category because, you know, Mike Tyson's sort of universal, I find. That is a difficult question. 
I've got one, and it completely personifies what I think a boxer should be like. Go on, then. Prince Nassim. Prince Nassim. I didn't expect that, actually. I, I absolutely love that guy. He's, he's, he's out of shape now, but if, if you watched him in his prime, it was sort of in the 90s, he was at his peak. There's a few documentaries about him. You can you can get them on YouTube, you know, so anyone can go watch it. But I thought he was gold. The way he sort of intimidated people, the way he danced around, I thought he was brilliant. I love watching him. And the sort of mental games he played in my head sort of go hand in hand with the way that Fury can he plays his mental games in a way. I, I love that. Absolutely love see, it. See, mine's would probably be Ricky Hatton. Obviously, there is a Scottish connection, even though he kind of relates himself more with Manchester. The reason being, we're the complete polar opposite. As much as I can be quite loud-mouthed, when it comes to sport, I'm quite quiet and tactical. You're obviously more about winding people up the head games, which you see a lot more of now. Yeah, yeah don't fucking deny no, it. I, 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 I maintain that any sport you play, you can no. take people out of the game by talking to them. See, when of we, we play five or sides, I know there was at least two people we played with. Just five or sides football, it should be casual. Two people, I could get out of the game just by talking to them. I wouldn't need to tackle them the whole game. <laughs> can I just touch on, and obviously we're going to move on, but the five or side that we used to play... Um, at one point, me and the guy moaned so much we threw tampons at him. That's, <laughs> that was the kind of banner we had at football. But uh, no, mine, mine should be Ricky Hatton because uh, I'm just moving away from that very quickly. But uh, Ricky Hatton, so the I fucking hate Floyd Mayweather, and we are going to touch on that prick. Yeah, well, that's a nice transition. Um, he had the opportunity to beat the smug little prick. Um, but the one thing I'll say about Mayweather, Mayweather went to Manchester and he stood his fucking ground. And yeah. I really liked the quiet side of him, um, Ricky Hatton. I really liked that cool collective. If he bet him, if he bet um, Floyd Mayweather, boxing would be completely different and he yeah. would be, if not, the biggest British boxer of all time, arguably. But that would be mine. I just liked the cool collective side of him. I thought he was really, really talented. A guy, again, I love a guy that comes from nothing. Going back to the episode with Lou in one of our earliest episodes, she talks about that whole growing up the estate, um, kind of learning fighting from an early age to survive mm-hmm. and all that. I love, I love that side of the story. And that's why, again, I find it quite hard to relate with Joshua. But yeah. transition time, because we've talked about that. Obviously, we both expect Fury to win of it soon. Later on, yeah. Maybe a bit more questionable. So we'll move away from that. We'll never get an episode so, when it happens. Um, I think that was a, a good point you brought up. Floyd Mayweather, who has, well, let's face it, he's been in the news and, uh, and not really in a good way. He was supposed to be fighting Logan Paul, a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, if you don't know who Logan Paul is, he's about six foot two. He's had a professional boxing match against another YouTuber called KSI where he got beat. Mm-hmm. In fact, he had. Two. Two. Draw, he drew, he he drew, drew the first one. He drew the first yeah. one and then he got beat off KSI. Yeah. Previous experience with KSI was just beating another YouTuber, which was Joe Weller. So really, Logan Paul hasn't beat anybody, but he's expecting to fight one of the best boxers of all time. And if we're talking about height difference, size difference, weight difference, you know, wingspan, if you're looking at it on paper, Logan Paul should just batter lumps at him, Mayweather. He should just curl up into a ball and take all the hits he can throw. I mean, Mayweather's not a knockout boxer. The only way I can see this that exhibition match, had it gone ahead, would be if it went the distance, Mayweather. If Logan Paul could muster up the energy and the endurance to batter him with heavy punches the whole time, it might actually go his way. This is the thing, Nanny. This is a big question. 
why is Floyd Mayweather arguably one of the best boxers of all time? What is it? Why is he doing it? No, why? Why is he? What is he? What he's is he defense, so good He's at? a great technical boxer. Exactly. So if you look at his weight class, exactly. how if you want to look at the best technique in the world, you watch Floyd Mayweather. He knows how to be a defensive boxer. He's 100%. not adaptable. Because you see Tyson Fury kind of go for a few different styles. But if you watch him, watch Floyd Mayweather, he is the best defensive boxer you can get for his weight class anyway. Couldn't agree more. Like The big thing is, and I know it's a bit of a cliche, look at him after a fight. He's not got a fucking mark on him. Yes, people have connected with him, but the guy is a master of not being hit. Yeah, he's, he's a master of hitting on the counter as well. He wants you to pressure him. He wants you to push forward. Like, let's be honest here. We, we could say there's not a fucking chance of Logan Paul winning. Either way, if you lose, to, like, yeah, he could connect and he could get the big knockout. There's always a chance of that because Logan Paul is an extremely fit guy and he should have smashed KSI, but we'll not go down that route. Um... What was I saying? I've actually lost track of what I was saying there. But, um... but one thing that Fifty Cent said at one point was, having known Floyd Mayweather, he spends his money as quick as he gets it, and so I think yeah. that's why he's got. He said he'd be fighting until he was fifty. This seems like the case if he's taking on these sort of exhibition matches now. Oh, of course it the is. The match was recently cancelled because apparently there wasn't enough public interest. There wasn't enough interest. I don't believe that because Logan Paul's a great promoter. Mayweather's a great promoter. I don't know if they're waiting until people can get into stadiums. I don't know what it is, but for some reason, cancelled. I was going to ask that, and do you think it's the the money side? Do you think it's obviously the talk about him? There's always been this talk about him and 50 Cent, which has kind of just been a bit of mm-hmm. beef over Twitter and stuff. It's never really uh, transitioned into anything of real, I don't know, fucking meat. There's no meat to the bone on it. I think they've maybe got a better op. They've they've got word through some sort of back channels that there's better money by doing another fight, or Mayweather's got back in the gym. He started training, and he's maybe realised that thing that he had that made him so good. It's faded a bit, or he's maybe not quite at the condition he used to be. Hmm. The thing is. Hats off to Logan Paul. Like, Logan Paul's transition on YouTube, social media as a whole. Like, it's a great story and I actually quite respect them for it. Because are we technically YouTubers now? That's why we're talking about YouTube boxing? Kind of. Why not? Kind of. Yeah, fuck it. YouTubers, podcasters. We are now. (laughs) (laughs) But um, he's not losing from this in any sense. If he gets beat by Mayweather, who gives a fuck? He's fought the best boxer of all time. Yeah, he's fucking... He's going to make stupid money from it. He's going to get respect. Anyway, see if he goes in there and puts up a good fight. It doesn't matter if he loses. He'll get respect. And remember, it's not a professional fight. It's an exhibition. I think it was... Uh, so it was doesn't it go on Mayweather's record. Exactly. Was it six or eight rounds that we're talking about? I think it was yeah. eight, which made me think, yeah. see if you're Mayweather and your reach is so much shorter, you're pretty much taking punches for eight rounds just trying to slip a jab whenever you make a dodge, if you can. If that goes to points, it, pff, as much as I'd like to say it would go Mayweather's way, it might not if Logan Paul's got the endurance for eight, eight rounds, which I don't think he has. If he hasn't got the endurance for eight rounds with KSI, it's not looking good for him. I know. The, the thing is, Mayweather 
if it does happen. I, I personally, I don't think it is going to happen. I don't know about yourself. Do you think it's going to happen? I don't see it. If it is, it, it won't be anytime soon. Yeah. He's delayed that. He's delayed that for the the thing about there being no interest. Fuck off. Then it exploded when it happens. Like Mayweather brings the box and fans, right? He brings them. He's he, he deserves that. Like Logan Paul between Logan Paul KSI and touching his brother in a bit. They're the kings of YouTube. Like he's the king of American YouTube, arguably as is KSI for British YouTube. The, the influence that this guy brings is if not as much as um, or clout, I fucking hate that term as uh, not it's probably as much as Mayweather I would honest. argue it's pro- he's probably got a more dedicated following at this point in his career what, totally what agree, totally it agree to, yeah. see if you yeah, look yeah. at Mayweather, Logan Paul is there any way that could be less popular to viewers than Mayweather, Conor McGregor I would argue Mayweather was closer to his peak McGregor was closer to his peak so they might have a more active following but Logan Paul's bringing us a huge, dedicated, a really audience. dedicated following, but it's a different, yeah, it's a different audience. audience. But I mean, let's talk about that as a better transition. Conor McGregor coming back to UFC. Now, I I like Conor McGregor, believe it or not. I think he's a a great character. I think he's brilliant. I like him as well. I think technically he's a phenomenal boxer, but he looked terrible in his most recent fight. And I've watched Conor McGregor's breakdown of the fight. And what he thought happened, and you know what, he's got fair points. You watch McGregor's highlights; he did do some things right. Yeah, his punches. He, he says with. they still had the pop. I don't think they necessarily did, because of the knockout oh. power he had before. If you watch him fighting the same guy a couple of years ago, Connor's not got that hunger anymore. I don't know if it's because he's made his money now; he doesn't need to care. But he just didn't seem like the same fighter, unfortunately. Yeah. There was something that Joe Rogan said. I can't remember. I'll have. I would have to go and Google it. Um, and it was something about waking up in silk sheets every day loses your ability to your hunger. Or it was something along the lines. And I couldn't agree more. You can't live in a yacht and still have the hunger to be the world's best fighter. Yeah. And I think uh, McGregor's what his last four out of his last six. Is that right? Yeah. Something like that. It's uh, the, three that, out of his last six. He's three. Lost. Sorry. Um, that doesn't make for a good reading. Like the guy, what he's done for MMA, he's. Is incredible, but I think now he's single-handedly raised the profile out the past few years. But if you look at the people he's been fighting these past few fights, they're oh. people at the top of their game. They were talking about making this fight a trilogy. Yeah, I know. I I seen that he said that as well, but I think he needs to move away again. He's got so much ability to go and do something else. Like um, if he really wants to, he's obviously got proper twelve whiskey, yeah. which is where the majority of his money's been made. Have you tried it, by the way? Yep, stinking. It's absolutely howling. For anyone who thinks Scottish people are experts in whiskey, and I would like to say I have a decent knowledge, as does Ewan, don't buy it. Shit. Sorry, Connor. Irish um, whiskey is usually quite sweet in comparison to Scottish usually, whiskey, but that yeah, wasn't well, really... <laughs> no, it's usually easier on the palate. Um, so, speaking about uh, UFC, Ben Askren has got to be fighting Logan Paul's brother, Jake Paul. You're, you're the king of transitions today. You're beating me to it. You're fucking planning through my head before I get there. When you say something, <laughs> I think right, I can't even go straight to that. I've got a transition. <laughs> so I've actually had three spicy transitions today. You have indeed. Um, I'm impressed. Wait. So, if you don't know about Ben Askren, he's a retired UFC fighter. He's not a what we call a standing bang fighter. He's not a necessarily a boxer. He was more of a, a wrestler. In fact, he was an Olympic wrestler and he won medals. 
he's not got that knockout power. Let's just be clear about that. Jake Paul has knockout power against people who aren't fighters. See, just put a pin in that a second, because literally what you've said, I'll back up with facts. You've obviously talked about Olympics wrestler. He was a world champion wrestler, right? I'll not touch into the size and weight as of yet, but his record for MMA, which is the best one probably to look at, he's had 22 fights, 19 wins. It's more than McGregor. I know Jake Paul keeps screaming about it. By knockouts is six. By submissions is six. By decisions is seven. Um, he is. He, he hasn't really been knocked out or shaken in his losses, though, which is quite interesting. He's a solid guy. Yeah. F- Sorry, just get I just wanted to touch um, the fact. Yeah, no, no, much um, he retired and he had hip surgery. Got um, hip replacement, mate. Hip replacement in September yeah. last year, Aye. was it? Aye, he's not had a lot of time to recover. He's maybe getting sick. He was told he should wait a year before he got back into fighting. And he's maybe waiting six months before he's really getting into a proper fight. That doesn't include training. So I find this an he's a he's a genuinely nice guy, but uh, he's decent. I think he's been handpicked by Jake Paul as he's been told. Jake Paul's criticism is that he's not fighting a fighter, which is true. He's handpicked a fighter that is not necessarily it's, it's known for his boxing ability. Or necessarily he's even his punching ability, which is quite I find that iffy, but I'm still confident that Ben Askren will beat Jake Paul. Well, you look at it, April seventeenth, that's not a lot of time for him to train. I think uh, like we'll we'll dig into the Jake Paul thing. Jake Paul is fucking scum of the earth. He's even a fucking a, cunt. Like we've had a rant about folk like Tony Benio that Jake Paul is a different breed. But the media has created Jake Paul to what he is now. What Jake Paul is doing now, he is playing the villain, and he's fucking playing it well. Like, yeah. I don't care if you dislike the guy. You and I had a conference conversation about this during the week. His team that deals with his media, because don't fucking believe this little a guy from Ohio plans all these videos himself. There's a whole production behind it. Like anyone who believes that shit, you're you're mental. They are fucking smashing his persona as the problem child as they call him, this villain and that's why he's pulling out fights against the likes of um, Ben Askren and it's going to just keep going and I think what you say is his team have pointed out Ben Askren as an easy opponent, not as an easy fight, but he's not a boxer, so it gives Jake the ability not to flatten him in two seconds which he's done pretty much for both because the, um, yeah. the Nate Robinson fight should have been stopped within the second round at yeah. the very start. And Nissan Gabba was over quick. Uh, the Nissan Gabba, that, that, that boy wasn't great. That wasn't great. That was right at the beginning. You can't, you can't, that literally, he was doing that as a thick guy, not a boxer. He didn't have any boxing ability. Yeah. The one thing I'll say about Jake Paul now, not only about the whole campaign, he's playing the villain perfectly, he's, he's outplaying Conor McGregor as being a dick. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I, and some people are questioning the levels he's going to, but that's that's media now. Oh, don't is. get me wrong here. I think if it came to him fighting McGregor, I think McGregor would wipe the floor with him. Oh, and that includes would. fighting, like, you know, fighting talk, whatever. I think McGregor would win. See, when it comes to Ben Askren, here's one thing I noticed. If you look at Ben Askren's fighting technique, he's got good feet and he knows how to, he knows how to dodge punches and make reads to get in and actually get a hold of somebody, not to make a punch. 
it's much quicker to get a punch in than it is to get a hold on somebody and get like a, a, a start on a wrestling move to someone. So I think he only really needs to tweak that end point to his fighting thing. He just needs to get to the end of it. And rather than tackle the guy, he just needs to land a punch. I think that's much more doable. Yeah, um, I would agree. I think you touched on like the deji stuff and all that. Jake Paul now, like I still hate the guy, but I actually appreciate what he's doing, like the way he's doing it. It is, it's working. Like you can't deny it's not working. Yeah. Everybody's like you, you Google boxing. It's one of the top things we've sat and spoke about half an hour about Fury AJ being the biggest fight of our lifetime. Yeah, if you Google boxing, he's right up there. Yeah, and uh, you look at his ability. Yes, he's fought two non-fighters. I cannot agree with that statement more. But he looked good against Nate Robinson. He looked like a very, very good starting... I know pros a loose term, but starting off his career, he looked very, very strong. And I looks think like a skilled boxer at this stage. He, he looks like a boxer, mate. Of course he does. I the, think uh, The obvious question to ask is, if he goes past this Ben Askren, the obvious fight for him... Whether you're into boxing or not is to fight KSI, which the whole build up about YouTube boxing is being about. But what do you think about back. that? It's a step back. It is, think, but it needs to happen. Yeah, I think, yeah, I agree with it, but the Jake Paul now compared to the Jake Paul when uh, KSI was fighting, it's a different breed. Like, I still believe, and, and I'd argue Logan Paul this as well, I still believe they're amateurs, okay? Mm-hmm. But Jake Paul's made that next stage. I know, again, you can go down, he's not fought a fighter. It doesn't matter. The way in which he's performed and handled himself is impressive. The guy's a fucking scumbag, but the way in which he dealt with Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson, yeah, he's not a boxer, but he's an incredibly fit athlete. You know about him better than anyone. Yeah. And- oh, he's a freak in nature in terms of athleticism, but that, that serves you absolutely no good when it comes to boxing personally I would say because I, I I don't think we can possibly speculate until he's fought Ben Askren in my opinion if he, he be, if he beats Ben Askren I'm worried for KSI I don't think KSI can get to that level without some fights and those fights can't just be sparring against boxers they have to be fight fights and you have to have the pressure of a crowd involved as well it can't just be uh, an empty arena or an empty boxing ring with a really good fighter, I think you need that additional pressure so you can think under the pressure. And if he does get beat off Ben Askren, I that's think a KSI bad, needs a few training test. matches and then I think I'd still take KSI over Jake Paul. You've never seen him go, you've never seen Jake Paul go the distance, which is why I think he's got to fade after Ben Askren manages to last a two, three rounds. And then he's going to absolutely waste Jake Paul, in my opinion. Well, I'm going to disagree. I kind of hope that what you're saying is right. Um, and I really like how we've both got a different opinion on this. <laughs> I think if Jake Paul was fighting a boxing MMA star, like the likes of McGregor, it's a no contest. But he's deliberately picked someone who isn't a fighter and who is really limited into what they can provide at the moment, I think, because of surgery, the time to prep for boxing and stuff as well. Um, no disrespect to Ben Askren because what he's done for wrestling and in MMA is really impressive. But the way in which I see it, I think he's been cherry-picked deliberately. They've looked at the way Jake's fighting and I think I think Jake Paul will win. I think it's going to be difficult for him. Do I think he'll knock him out? No. I don't think he'll knock out Ben Askren. I think that's insane. Um, but we keep talking about the KSI thing. Yeah, it'd be cool if it happened, but 
KSI is not near the level that he's at now. He has a lot of catching up to do. And it's because, not because of um, his boxing ability at the time, he was a bit wild, but he has the heart of a lion. Like He just goes and goes and goes. He's got he a game water on him. Of course he does, but his boxing ability is shit, Ewan. Let's be honest. Like He's not technically a good boxer. Um, he, win, he windmills like a fucking uh, animal. Hear me on this. You're basing that on his fights with Logan Paul, aye? Yes, right. yes. So when he was fighting Logan him. Paul, Logan Paul was defending everything by the book. He was defending by the book. So with a shorter wingspan, JJ was or KSI wasn't going to make a dent on Logan without doing something different. He'd done an overhand, which isn't a traditional boxing move as such. But Logan Paul had absolutely no answer yet. And if you watch at the end of the fight, that's what snatched it for KSI. So for, for me, he's the better boxer because he can adapt, he can see that, and he can throw the punch. He'd done it. Fine. If it works against Hi. Jake, fine. Hi. So be it. Hats off to him for winning because obviously he was massively the underdog. In the first fight, that draw was questionable, let's be honest, and we'll not dwell into that. But um, I would I would love to see the fight. I just think if that fight happens, he has a lot of catching up to do and he needs fights before. He cannot go into that fight after not boxing for a period of time. Focus you know, on his music the guy was his coach, Fidel, rightly, he said yeah. it would be stupid to put him in the ring with, with Jake without having yeah, some serious fights in the lead-up, so he would arrange them. So I, I think they're well aware of that. Yeah, I think it's a long time ahead, but I think yeah. in the short term, um, obviously we've moved kind of more into the YouTube scene, which is, it fits. Um I think it's really exciting. Like I know a lot of pe- people hate it, but say what you want. Eddie Hearn talks about this. The fans that are getting brought to boxing is massive, and it's making money for boxing, and it's helping. Yes, these exhibition matches can be questionable, and they can get in the way of the important matches, but any visibility for boxing, I think, is going to help. Um, I'm kind of on side with it, and I'm really impressed with how Jake Paul is kind of putting that wrestling story mentality into boxing again, which um, for the likes of Fury and Mayweather do so well, mm-hmm. he's kind of he's making it um, a bit more nasty. He's playing that nasty side and I'm really, I'm actually really excited to see his fight. As much as I hate him, I'm really excited oh, to see what he does. It. I think it's oh. a fucking gun, but I'm going to watch it and support Ben Aspen. <laughs> Of course you are, but if he goes out there and smashes them and performs well, you, you'll applaud it and you'll say, yeah. okay, fair enough, you're a prick, but... I hope you can bet on it, because I always think it's interesting when uh, you get bookmakers or bookies trying to put odds in this kind of fight and they haven't got a fucking clue how you put odds in that. <laughs> it's quite uh, nah, I, I think That's a good ending point, I would say. I, I couldn't agree more, mate. I, I actually really enjoyed chatting about that. It's uh, nah, not good. only... I absolutely adore heavyweight boxing, but kind of going to the YouTube scene as we're now... On the YouTube scene. We are, we are indeed. <laughs> With our massive following, but it's a gradual it's getting, there, it's getting there. Um but yeah, have you got anything to finish on you and any nope, happy with that, happy with that. If anyone hasn't already, go watch Prince in the same documentary if you won't regret it. <laughs> um brilliant. Uh, this has been uh, the Time and Podcast. Thank you for joining us and make sure to catch us on the next one. Cheers, Cheers. guys. So Ewan, as you know, we're on the YouTube train. We need to get get the growth going and I think we should get Bundy involved with the whole YouTube boxing drama. Who's his first opponent? Belle Delphine. <laughs>